Hello, everybody. I'm Matthew Teitelbaum. I'm the director of Your Art Gallery of Ontario, and there, there are two reasons why I'm nervous. One is that I'm doing an interview with a great artist, Giuseppe Pannoni, and whenever I'm with a great artist, and there are many in the audience, I always get a little anxious. And then secondly, I'm doing an interview, and Robert Enright is here, and there's nobody in this country who's better at doing interviews than Robert. So I'm doubly uh, marked on this one. Um, but welcome, everybody. And uh, I wanted to acknowledge, first of all, George Hartman and Arlene Goldman. They're not here tonight, but they've been very generous in helping us mount and lend to our Wingenji Mutu exhibition, which is on view. And so thank you, Arlene and George, for believing in us. And I wanted to uh, also acknowledge Metropia, which is a Toronto-based company, and Senator Linda Frum and Howard Sokolowski, who have very generously supported uh, the fifth floor and the fourth floor, Sculpture is Time, and the Anselm Kiefer exhibition, both of which are opening tonight as well. So in both cases, uh, leaders in the community who are close to us, who have stepped forward to help us realize, with the fullness of our ambition, a great contemporary programming. So thank you to George, Arlene, Linda, and Howard. So uh, Giuseppe Pannoni, um, we're going to talk a little bit about, in the course of either his presentation or my questions afterwards, about how the project in the gallery Italia happened. Um, but it happened because he's a great artist and um, he's been active internationally for many, many years. For those of you who track this sort of thing, he was, uh, he'll pronounce, he'll correct my pronunciation, I'm sure, but he was born in Goresio, which is a small town in the Italian Alps in 1947. Uh, and from 1966 to 1970, he studied at the Albertina Academy of Fine Arts in Turin in Italy. From 1968 onwards, he's shown internationally Europe, the United States, a great retrospective that Jessica Bradley organized for the National Gallery uh, in uh, Ottawa in 1983, and most recently in 2004, uh, a solo exhibition at the Pompidou. In 2007, represented Italy at the Venice Biennale. I don't know if you, many of you saw it, but it was truly a moving and powerful uh, moment for many of us. And most recently, in 2009, a solo exhibition in the Municipal Museum of Art in Toyota, Japan. And I have to say with great pride, um, photographs of his installation in the Gallery Italia are in beautiful color photographs throughout the book. So we're very pleased about that. Um, so, the format for the evening. Uh, Giuseppe's chosen. Uh, he came with 2,000 slides. Uh, we've got him down to, uh, you know, maybe 60. Uh, so he's going to do about 20 minutes of talking about some images to give you a vocabulary for his work. I think that's a good way to put it. And you will each have a piece of paper. And what he sent to us was this text that he's sort of going to follow with the six categories, and you can take that away with you. Um, and that you, I'm not saying you should follow it, but it sets out the, uh, the articulation of these categories or ways of thinking about his work. He's going to do that for about 20 minutes. If I say that enough, then he will do it just for 20 minutes. 20 minutes, Giuseppe. And then, um, then I do my uh, imitation of Robert Enright, 
uh, I ask him questions, very profound and personal, and um, then you get to ask questions. So it's sort of a three-part uh, evening, and we'll end by, I don't know, quarter to 12, 12 o'clock, something like that, so I, I hope that's okay. So you're going to start, right? You've got, you press the buttons and images come up. So with great pleasure and, uh, and great affection, Giuseppe Pannoni. I start with the, I apologize for my English that is uh, very bad. I hope you can understand me. If I cannot explain, I will speak in Italian. I know that in uh, Toronto there is a big community of, of Italian, so you you sure you have some uh, Italian friend that can <laughs> help me in the translation. So the, the idea of, uh, of this uh, uh, selection is, uh, um, is just to, to give some example of, of, my, of my work. And uh, I start with uh, a, a group of work that was done in the uh, 60s and um, end of 60. And after, uh, and it's not in chronologic uh, uh, order. So there is uh, work that have a relation between them uh, will be perhaps of 60 and after of 80 or, or, or 90. Um, uh, this is the first work that I have done was 68. Uh, the idea was to uh, about, uh, about the, um, the idea of, of make sculpture when you, more simple gesture to make sculpture is to take a piece of mold of, or clay in your hand and you have the print of your hand in the clay. Uh, I think it, that uh, I can have the same uh, result uh, if I touch a tree uh, for a very long time, I, I close the tree in my hand. Um, the idea was not to kill the tree, but uh, because tree is a, a fluid uh, element, a fluid material, the tree will react to my gesture and will do the sculpture instead. To do this work, I have done a, a steel end that I put on the tree, and uh, after a few years, I have done the uh, this is uh, an image of what happened uh, in the growing of the tree. This uh, um, idea of uh, associate uh, an element, usually bronze elements, to a tree, uh, I do it also in uh, other works. This is another idea of works that uh, is always about the growing of uh, vegetables. The, um, the idea was to do a work in the uh, of sculpture work without see and without uh, touch the sculpture. So I have done uh, many uh, mode of uh, of a uh, uh, part of the face. And I put in the, in the 
under the, the ground, close to uh, a potato that was growing. And I had uh, some potatoes that have anthropomorphic form. The potatoes after was uh, casted in bronze, and usually I show with other potatoes. So it's a, an in indication of the, of the anthropomorphic uh, form that we recognize in, uh, in roots. I have done the same, uh, with the same idea also, I work with uh, pumpkin. Also, the, uh, this piece was uh, uh, casted in bronze. This is uh, always in the same idea of growing, like the tree in the end, where uh, the, the tree grow inside of a, a form that uh, are anthropomorphic. This is about the, uh, perhaps I have to tell you something about the idea of, of the casting of the of bronze. Casting, uh, the bronze casting is a, a technique that was uh, uh, very, very old and based on the idea of uh, the gravity force. The, the metal is, uh, uh, it falls down the, the mode inside of the ground. So is the process reversed of a grow uh, of a, a vegetal. I have done uh, and I have used this, uh, the, this material for many works also because it is a metal that uh, it take the patina or that uh, uh, atmosphere elements uh, give to him. Or the rain, if it's close to the sea, you have a color. If it's uh, on mountain, it have another color. So it's very, very different and change a, very, a lot selon le, uh, the, the place where it is. Uh, this work in uh, Levazione is a big uh, uh, casting of a trunk, and on the end of the roots, there uh, is supported by uh, bar, uh, steel bar, that are associated to the, the growing of, of five little trees that, uh, uh, when will grow, is like they uh, take up the, 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 the trunk. And for that, uh, I, the title is Elevazione. This is another work that I have done in a place uh, in Torino. Uh, there is a, a, a royal house, uh, Regia di Venaria, and uh, is um, a big bark of uh, a tree. Inside of this bark that I divide, there is a real tree growing. The space between the tree and the bark is the time, the future time of the tree. This is another work uh, always about the idea of growing tree, but I have done that like an indication of the great force that have the light that arrive to the to uh, take up an incredible uh, uh, 
uh, way. So this uh, uh, stone, that is one tone, is uh, uh, about the weight of the branches and of the leaves of this tree. A second group of, of work is, a, is a, always uh, like a, a, a thinking about the, the structure of the, of the tree. Uh, in 1969, uh, I have done this, the first work. This image is related to a work that I have done in 1970. I take a big beam and I start to carve uh, the beam uh, uh, following a ring of uh, growing uh, of, the, of the tree that had formed the beam. And I arrived to found the form of the tree to a certain age. Uh, I repeat this work many times. Uh, this was a piece that was showed in Guggenheim in 80. Uh, and it was a piece of 12 meters high where the, I, I carved it all the, all the, the, the the beam, I just uh, I don't carve it the, the the base. This was an installation in the Stedelijk Museum of Amsterdam. I do several times because each uh, uh, beam is done from from a, a tree, different tree, that have different form, different uh, uh, history. And the idea is, was of this work was to reveal, uh, to make evident the tree that are in the wood that surround us. This is the big work that is installed in Galleria Italia in the first uh, moment of, of his work. Uh, this was a the same piece installed, and this is the piece in the Galleria Italia. This uh, is an, uh, the same concept, uh, but reversed. I have carved the, the tree in the negative form of the, of the tree. So if uh, and I put inside uh, the resin. So I always follow the, the, a ring of growing, but in that case, I, uh, the, the, the result is not the tree, but is the mode of the, of, the, of the tree that I take away. This is uh, what we see now uh, is work that is more related to the nature. The work that uh, follow will, is more related to the body and the touch and the skin and the relation of, of, uh, of the identity of the body of the sculpture with, uh, uh, with the, uh, the space around. This is very old work of 70, where I put some contact lenses uh, on my uh, eye, and I, uh, that 
I cannot see, so I, uh, I reflect the image that I have to see. And that uh, I have done that in the idea of uh, to make uh, uh, the, the body uh, 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 a sculpture. This is um, when you have your, uh, you close your eye, the identity of your body is defined. Is the space of your uh, body is very clear and defined. When you have the, your uh, eye open, the extension of your body is, uh, is uh, all the space that you can see. Um, this uh, is a work that is done, uh, was a, a drawing of the island. It was the idea to make the drawing uh, uh, that close uh, the, the view. There's a, a drawing of uh, 10 meters long for two meters high. And this is another uh, concept of work that is uh, the idea to adapt the hand to, uh, to a form. When we usually we touch uh, things in, uh, in each moment of our life, we find, and uh, uh, the hand is adapted to the form that they touch. Uh, in that case, I have taken my hand a piece of uh, pot that was broken, a shard, and I put inside the hand a plaster. So the shards take again the, 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 um, its function. This is the result of uh, this action. Following this uh, idea, I have done uh, recently another work where I adapt the, my hand to a geometric form. This is a, a, a photo printed in negative where the, the shadow that is inside of the hand became white like the plaster of the, of the precedent uh, image. After that, I have done a plaster and I produced a sculpture of big dimension, where the geometric, uh, I have the negative of my hand in, uh, uh, enlarged, and the, the, I work the, the clay that was after casted in bronze with uh, uh, my hand. Another group of work is uh, about the, uh, the touch that uh, produce image. The idea is that each, uh, uh, everything that we touch uh, uh, have an ima the image of our body. So it's a kind of, uh, uh, we produce image uh, in any moment of our life. And the idea is to make this image visible this is a, a big, uh, it's three meters by uh, five meters about. Uh, 
is a, the print of a, uh, one eye. Uh, I, I, I take the, the print of the, of the eye and I enlarge it. And the drawing is done with thorns. The thorns are, uh, I use the thorns because when we touch something, the sensibility of, uh, of the skin uh, is where uh, in the area that, uh, of the skin that touch the, the surface. And to remark this, I, uh, I use the thorns. This is another work with the same idea. In that case is a mouth, and that is very, very sensible part of our body. This is an image of a, of a show that I have done uh, in Toyota in Japan with several work of this kind. Uh, Another idea about when you touch something, there is always a space between your skin and the surface that is uh, touched. Um, about that idea, I have done uh, a, a cast of, uh, of, a, of, a bar, of the bark of a tree, and I casted it in uh, uh, bronze. And this is the uh, installation that I, I have done in 2005 in Venice in the Italian Padiglion that was the, um, the, um, this idea of uh, the space between the hand and the, and the, and the surface that is touched, uh, I, I have done with uh, uh, leather. Was, uh, the bark of the tree covered by leather. And on the floor there was this kind of work that is uh, a marble where I follow the vein and I take uh, the vein in a relief like uh, uh, the vein that we have on our hand. So this gives the idea of a vitality of the material. This installation is uh, in Venaria also, and is a large surface in marble that, uh, with a part that is carved. And this is another work uh, similar to a piece of Venice uh, where I um, associated to the leather a cast of a branch of tree and inside of the branch there is resin. This is another group of work that is about uh, uh, the idea of make uh, the, the blow up of the, of the image that, uh, of the print. When you touch something, our uh, perception of the reality is limited to the uh, little uh, part of our body. But when we uh, enlarge this little part, all our body take part to, the, to this enlargement. And uh, if uh, you draw uh, the, the image where was more pressure, 
you have to put more pressure and more uh, color to, to make the same, uh, uh, to reproduce the, the, the image. This was an installation that was done in the Modern Art in New York, the 81. This is another idea of work, always about this idea of enlargement, is print of the inside of the scale that became like a landscape. And this is a, a serial work that I have done with graphite on a black canvas. The, the, I use the black canvas because uh, the skin is like uh, the idea also of the, um, of the kind of uh, um, the, the space that surrounds us and became like an idea of cosmo that is outside of our body. This is just a graphite on the, on the canvas. Became a brilliant, uh, like uh, silver, like uh, this glancing. There's different image of this. This is another work that is uh, always in Venaria. Uh, uh, when you touch a uh, water, you leave your print inside of the water. And I produce a print in this uh, large uh, water pool uh, through um, bubble. Uh, I have done a bubble on the uh, inside. Um, I have done a hole inside of a stone, and there is air that come up and they make the drawing of the of the fingerprint. This is a, one more black drawing, pelle di graffite. And uh, at last, we ha I have a series of uh, images related to the idea of breath. All, all we, uh, also, when we breath, we produce images. And the breath is, is possible to tell that is uh, a real volume, uh, volume uh, uh, like a sculpture, is a different uh, quantity of air that go inside uh, of the space. So it's the, the, the same idea of the sculpture. Following this, this I have done uh, a series of, uh, I breath uh, some powder in the, in the wood. Well, this was a kind of uh, study for do the sculpture, and was done in 75. And uh, is followed by the cast of the inside of the mouth that I put on, uh, on a tree where branches after uh, uh, blow outside. And this is the result of the sculpture that I have done in 78, where is the print of the body against uh, the, a, a synthesis of the form of the, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the breath. I have done several work like that, I, not 11 pieces uh, with this, that idea. This is another work always about breath. 
and I take little leaves and uh, I, I go down in the leaves and I breath. And the result is the form of the body and the form of the breath that have, is the same weight of the body. This installation is the reverse of the other work of, uh, in clay, where I breath outside. This is the, when you, you uh, take the air inside of the body. To make this evident, I have uh, done a wall with uh, leaves. Uh, in that case, was in uh, Avignon, Palais de Pape, and the uh, leaves was laurel leaves. Uh, clo uh, closer to the leaves, I have done a bronze uh, lawn with leaves. And this is a, a recent work that I have done in Toyota, where I covered the, the wall of the big space with tea leaves. And I have done these uh, elements in bronze that is a, like a mask in, uh, of leaves with a branch that is like the lawn and is uh, close to the, the leaf. Okay, if it's all. I don't know if it's <laughs> in, I am in time or not. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So I, is this on? So I said to Giuseppe before, I'm going to ask him some personal questions, and he sort of went like this. But anyway, here we go. So I, I'm wondering if you want to talk a little bit about your father and what he did and what he did and what that meant to you. Uh, my father, uh, family, um, I have, my father was... Um, Contadino, uh, what is a farmer, uh, was farmer. Uh, he started like farmer, and after he, he started to, uh, to buy a product of, uh, from farmer and uh, to sell. So when I was young, I was surrounded by product that now is very difficult to have in big quantity, like chestnuts, uh, uh, mushroom, uh, uh, cherries. It was, it was different selon the season. Uh, it was an idea of material. Perhaps this, this work that you see on the image perhaps is also a memory of this uh, reality that I lived when I was young. Uh, the family of my mother was, um, uh, my great father uh, make a sculpture, was a sculptor. So I had this buff, uh, these uh, two uh, <laughs> roots, one in the sculpture, one in the, 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 in the soil, in the firm. Perhaps that this is the result. And, and, do you remember when you knew you wanted to be an artist or you believed that you were an artist? 
no, this is uh, to be artist. Uh, I don't. I don't think is. Uh, you cannot think to to be an artist. This is a wrong point. I I have done the world. I have done this world because it was the work that I like to do, uh, and was not the problem to be art or not art. I. I have done the work that I, I like to do. After uh, sure that this work can be situated just in this area for, for the society, it's not possible to, to, to have this work in other co context. It's the context that were, was possible this work was art. And this thinking was art. Uh, because I use form, I use uh, material and uh, space. So it was not a real, uh, sure, I, I start to draw very young, very, I was a boy, and, uh, but after I have done a school, also because there was no school uh, art, uh, of art close to my village, I have done a school for or, uh, economy for, uh, uh, to um, non so come uh, I am a ragioniere. I am not. Accounting. Accounting. And uh, after, when I finished the school, uh, I, I, I go to the uh, art school in Torino and I start uh, to the, this school. But after one year, I understand uh, I, I, it was not um, interesting. So, so I start to think what I can do uh, because was, I was not uh, convinced to repeat the work of, uh, of someone uh, that uh, I remember uh, my friends, someone do a sculpture like Henry Moore, and the other was doing a sculpture like Giacometti. And for me it was strange because uh, I was not English, I was born after the war, so it was not my, uh, I don't understand why it, uh, you have to repeat something that was already done from other people. So I start to think what it can be my identity, and for that reason I come back to the, to the nature, to the, the tree, to the elements that I know more than uh, art history. But when you were working that through, you had already made objects of some sort? You had already made things at home when you were yes, younger? Yes, yes. When, when I was a boy, I made, uh, made portraits, but, but alone. No. And why did you do that? I do that because uh, it was, uh, I like to make drawing and uh, to... Um, to repeat the, the, the form of the reality. In that sense, uh, I always repeat the form of the reality. Uh, I have done a work that I have not shown it, uh, in the image, that is a stone. Um, uh, uh, I, I take a stone in a river, and I repeat exactly the stone of the river with a stone that I have, 
that was in a quarry, the same kind of stone. I take in the quarry the same kind of stone and I repeat the stone of the river. This was a process of identification with what happened in the river to a stone. Because when you make a stone sculpture, you, break, uh, you have to broke the stone you, with sand and water. You, you brush and you uh, erode, erode the, the surface. So it's a process that is very similar. So um, in this way, I repeat something that is uh, existing in nature. And did you know when you did that, when you were younger, made these objects, that they were art, or did somebody tell you they were art? No, it was clear that uh, it, it was in the context, in this kind of work can just uh, be in the context of art. Also, there is another thing that I have to tell, that uh, one time uh, the, the, the the book for, uh, uh, for the first year of the school, five years, six years, seven years, was a book that uh, in Italian was Sussidiario. Uh, it was a book where the uh, image, the illustration, was a painting of uh, Leonardo, Raffaello, <laughs> Michelangelo. It was or the painting of the Renaissance in the book of the primary school. Now, if you, you see the book of primary school is a drawing of, uh, that is not related to the reality, is a kind of ideograma of, of the reality. So you have a form of tree everywhere. In each uh, country is the same tree, but uh, each tree is different. And if, and I'm sure if you see the tree painted by Leonardo, it's different uh, one to the other. So this, uh, uh, I think, was a very important, uh, uh, this kind of illustration in a book for a child. Because art is like food. Uh, child can understand a good food and a bad food immediately. They don't need to learn this. Art is the same, I believe. But you um, uh, grew up in a country with a great art tradition. And so you, your school book has these images of great Italian artists. And how do, you, how do you possibly take on that tradition or find your place or deal with this incredible history that is part of, of your country? This is the problem of... Uh, for Italy, because uh, uh, also for the situation for contemporary museum, because we have so many things to preserve that uh, the state spent first the money to preserve old uh, worth and, and old value, then uh, new value. Uh, the, um, this is uh, a, make you also uh, conscient that uh, uh, the work that you do, in a way, as close to your work, perhaps you have a, a building that is of five, six, uh, hundred years uh, before, but if you do something now and you put in this context, it's contemporary to the, to the 
object or to the building that, uh, that is close to your uh, work. Uh, it's contemporary for a, a child that looked this, that have no idea of, uh, have no, uh, an idea of the history, the two forms are contemporary. So this uh, is a problem because if you uh, produce the same form of the past, you don't exist. So you have to find something else, but in the same time, you are conscient that uh, all is contemporary. It's not uh, an idea of, uh, of consequence in the, in the art history. You have to broke with the past to produce something different. So let's talk about art history for a moment, because very early in your career, in 1968, when you got, were identified as an art Pavera artist, and you were seen in that context of your generation, and you were in art history already, as a member of a group, of a movement that somebody else had said about you. And yet, clearly, there's a deep personal sensibility here that is individual. So talk a little bit about your sense of the individual artist, yourself, making work, dealing with the problems of an artist, and being seen, perhaps constantly, in relation to a generation and a name that an art historian gave to you and your friends. Uh, um, the, this year, end of 60, all uh, the 60, but especially the end of 60, was... Um, a moment of big change and also refuse of uh, of the st structure uh, also because the, uh, was the same structure was the same people uh, that uh, in politics and uh, in society the same people that uh, was uh, there before the war uh, and after the war they were still there so with the war change and you know, uh, Incredible, uh, the reality, uh, the relation with the United States that before was a very far away country became very close. So the, uh, we have to uh, take con be conscient of this uh, reality that was changed, and uh, in a way the possibility was to uh, to make a a division very very clear with the past but without lose the identity for uh, uh, open artists in general was important to found uh, elements of the them uh, culture that was uh, um, deeper was not so much closed with the the near plus, past if you uh, and uh, a lot of artists start to think and to work about very simple form about uh, 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 phenomenology for example the gravity force uh, the there was a kind of uh, reflection on a basic uh, uh, possibility of a language these were the thoughts you had or conversations you had with... But it was not a conversation. It was uh, probably a necessity that was not... Uh, that uh, a lot of artists feel 
without uh, ever. There was no like, theory. Oh, it was uh, something that happened everywhere. And this also, in a way, that uh, the, the world became very little. So you have a possibility to speak with a lot of other people. And you cannot do if you speak a, a specific language. So the, also for uh, Ita Italian, uh, we have a Renaissance, we have a, a lot of tradition that uh, is part also of uh, other culture. But uh, there is other is a precedent culture that was that is more deeper in the in the other people. So if you work with nature, with elements of nature, you can speak easily with people that have uh, from, they are from China, from South America, from Canada, from Europe. So it's less limited to a specific context of of culture that became a contest of power. So in this idea, to broke the hegemony of one culture on the other was done, the work in sixty was a kind of utopia. And in that moment, was an art critic, Italian art critic, Germano Celant, he have uh, done a book, he have done some show, call it Arte Povera. I was, uh, he have done this in 67, I believe, 68. I start just to the work in 68, so I start before, but uh, the work that was interesting was just done in 68, so I don't, I don't was part of the first show of the Arte Povera. But uh, Celant include my work in the book that he had done in 69. And this book was uh, the, he collect uh, the work of different artists, Italian artists, American artists, German artists, there was, uh, was boys close to Serra, close to uh, Long, close to Naumann, close to Mario Merz. So it was like uh, a, uh, review of what happened in the world. And he titled this Arte Povera. I do a little text that was about uh, this uh, change of point of view uh, in, uh, uh, in, the, in the concept of, of art. And after, in the future, this na uh, name, Arte Povera, was used to identify the Italian artist. But was not done for that. It was a, uh, just a, a second moment that became the, the, the word that defined the group of Italian art. It is about 10 uh, arts. So when museum directors stand up and introduce you as a great artist of the Art de Povera movement, how do you feel about having that label? Uh, Arte Povera? But, uh, you know, it also today, uh, if they do a show, Arte Povera, I think the, all the artists, uh, uh, part of uh, the two or three artists have died, but the other artists will uh, accept without problem. This also because uh, we don't have in Italy 
a, uh, we start to have now, but we don't have uh, a strong uh, museum system. We have no market, uh, not support of the market. Now we start too, but uh, there was no in the past. Uh, no critic, uh, strong critics that uh, help. So it was, uh, this world became the structure for the Italian artist. This was very important, and for that reason, it, it's, not <laughs> it's not like uh, for the avant-garde there was uh, uh, Dadaismo or uh, Surrealismo, and uh, the, uh, that was a kind of manifesto where uh, was a, 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 the intention was wrote before. Uh, Arte Povera is not that. There was people that was, uh, Mario Mess, when I, I was 20, 20 years, he had 40 years. So it was kind of like another generation. And we, we worked together. It was not... Uh, people with different experience, coming from different experience. So it was not a real movement. And so I'm going to say a, a couple of words, some words to you, and you just talk out loud what the word means to you. Mm -hmm. Poetry. Ah, poetry is, uh, is the reverse of uh, liturgy. <laughs> it's, Yes, no, in the sense that poetry is, uh, is the moment. I, I can do a, a very simple example. If you see the, uh, you wake in the morning and you see the sun that come up, this is a moment that, that it can be a poetry. You have, can feel this like a poetry. But if each morning you have to see the sun that come up, this became <laughs> liturgy. <laughs> so if I said the word material to you? Uh, material is, uh, is our body is also material. So it's something that uh, for a sculpture, you have to make life from the material or to indicate the life that is in the material. Um, for me, is very important is the possibility of expression, but also the possibility of life. Our life is done by material, from food is material. So, uh, art uh, is not possible without material. The perfect art. Uh, there is also. <laughs> I can tell uh, the next question is about <laughs> the perfect uh, work. The perfect work. Uh, perfect work uh, for me <laughs> <laughs> was this the question? No, it wasn't, but we want to know, don't we? <laughs> the perfect work. Uh, if, uh, uh, for example, the tree, the beam, the perfect work is to found completely the form of the beam, uh, of the tree inside of the beam. But if I do this, I have a branch. I don't have a sculpture. So in art, there is no perfection. It's like the stone of the river. If I take the stone of the river, I repeat the stone of the river. The real work is to the process of carving the stone. This is the real work. But when I show the stone alone, 
This is just a stone. So it's no language. Art is language, and the language is always in, in perfection. Is, uh, it needs always uh, explication. It needs always uh, a dem demonstration. Okay, so in a way, that's the perfect way to end, but I still have to ask a couple more questions because um, I'm going to make you all jealous by telling you about the first time that David Mose and I had a meeting with Giuseppe Pannoni, which was at midnight in San Marco in Venice. Now, you've got to admit you're jealous already, okay? And um, Catherine de Zager had, we had said hello in the Venice pavilion, in the Italian pavilion in Venice. He didn't know who we were. We shook hands. We were one of many people who came up and said how terrific his work was. He smiled. He nodded. And then, lo and behold, that night at midnight, we met in San Marco because we wanted to talk to Giuseppe about doing this piece for the Galleria Italia, which at that time wasn't called the Galleria Italia, and it hadn't. It was only in its um, early form. Uh, so. This is when you have to keep telling the story. So how did you um, respond, and how did you start thinking about what you were going to do for us in Toronto, and what were some of the decisions you had to make? And, and you came twice during the process. The first time you came, there was no, the first time Giuseppe came, there was no glass, there, was, there were no beams. Uh, the second time he came, there was still, I think, no glass, maybe. There was just sort of beams, and he was dealing with the questions he had to pose for himself. So talk a little bit about the first invitation and the questions you asked yourself. Uh, the first invitation was the... Um, Matthew tell me that uh, was 100 meters, uh, <laughs> a space of 100 meters, large uh, 6 meters, high 11 meters. So the example was the Piazza San Marco, and I see it was a, more, <laughs> more than half uh, of Piazza San Marco, it was incredible. How is possible to to do a work in a short time for this uh, space? And uh, when I come, uh, I realize also the the the, the form that have uh, this uh, space that is like an elf uh, navata. Navata is a part of the cathedral. So it's just like elf. Uh, what is Navata in, in English? Nave. Nave, yeah. And um, so I think that the, the best was to work on the, on the wall. Not too much in the space, but more on the wall. This was the first reason. So it was a, an answer to the space. There was also another important thing that Matthew told me. It was that uh, the uh, supporter of the, the sponsor of, of the, the space that was the Italian community. And uh, that happened about half, so he came, and then in the midst of this, that became a reality for us, and then it became part of the discussion. And this was uh, um, the. I think it, uh, that it can make sense to show this kind of work, the tree, because inside of the tree you have uh, different years of growing. The tree is a sculpture in itself. It's like if we can remember all the gesture that we do in our life, and this gesture became our structure, our body. 
this is a tree. And uh, in the tradition of uh, to, to, to draw the, the genealogy of a family, uh, usually you, you draw, uh, is draw it like a tree. With, uh, so I, I think that this work can make a sense for the Italian community that sponsored the work uh, be, because the, the beam uh, became like uh, an identity for, uh, for, uh, for the tree in itself, but it can be also related in a symbolic uh, way to, the, to, to a family. Uh, the other uh, answer to the space and the use of the beam was that uh, the uh, space was done in wood, but the wood is, uh, is industrial wood. Uh, and I think that, that with the, the, the beam, I can give an indication of what was this uh, industrial wood. It was something living, something that was had a, a, a life. So it was not work against the, the space or just to, to dominate the space. That was is very difficult to do, but was a, a, a way to, to go uh, in, uh, in synchrony and in relation with the material that uh, uh, that uh, build the, the, the structure of the, uh, and the architecture. This was the, basically the first idea. So to don't go do something that uh, uh, cancella that uh, um, that was against the, the the space, but do something with the space. Pretty good, eh? So um, we can go to questions now, right? How are we doing on time? How much more it's, do you want to go? Uh, probably about 20 minutes. Oh, OK. 20, 20 so so um, he's a really nice guy, and he'll answer your questions. So don't be shy. And uh, who wants to ask a question? We have microphones, and it'd be lovely if you would use them. So if anybody has a question, put your hand up. I'm just, I have to know how long it takes to do one of those trees, like the one we have here. How much time do you put to in? To do uh, one work? The, the, the large one with ah, the... the large... Uh, yeah. Piece. But this, is, uh, this piece was uh, a big trunk uh, that fall down in, uh, in the Versailles uh, um, forest uh, in France. Uh, there was a big storm in, in 99, in December 99, and uh, uh, I was looking for a very big tree, and I know that was a, a, an auction uh, about this, uh, organized by the friend of Versailles, so I buy this piece. And I buy in, in uh, 2000, and uh, I work for uh, two years, I believe, to do, to do the piece. So it depends. But it's a long word, but it's, uh, it's possible to do. I do by, in part, uh, me, and in part, I have an assistant that helped me. But we are just two, not, not more. So I had this really great moment after the AGO opened where the tree was still on its side because we hadn't put it up yet. 
and this man in his mid-80s was standing there and he was talking to his friend about being a woodworker and what it meant to work with the material and how hard this must have been to do and how this was a real, he called him a craftsman. And Giuseppe happened to be standing beside me, so I introduced the two and it was really a great moment because he really understands, understood the work that Giuseppe does. Oh, yes, it's a work that is, I think, I think there's different level of understood of this piece. There's an understood it is about workers see these like uh, uh, something that perhaps they know and perhaps uh, they, they never think about. For example, uh, I remember that one uh, carpenter, he, he tell me that the way to cut into uh, a trunk was to put the uh, cuneo, edge, no, in the in the in the in the middle of the of a branch, but in this in that case, it go inside of the uh, the of the trunk to broke. So, is an understood of the material in himself, but perhaps they don't need to do a. <laughs> to find the tree. Spend so much time to have a big trunk and after you reduce, it doesn't don't make sense. Oh, um, hi. Um, I was just wondering, where did you get the trees and how did you move the work into the AGO? So how do you... He, she, he got the, the big tree from Versailles, which is the story he just told, and then the question is, how did we get it into the AGO? Oh, by... Uh, <laughs> it's Matthew. <laughs> no, it, it was uh, from Versailles. I, I bring to Torino in my atelier. I work there. And uh, w this work was already, already showed in uh, Centre Pompidou, and, uh, uh, and after that, uh, it was again to my atelier. And after, in, uh, for this uh, event, we, we take by, uh, by ship and uh, was installed going through the gallery. But the work is so heavy that it couldn't stop. By engineering, it had to keep moving because if it had stopped, it was too heavy. And then we determined and this is good because we, were, we hadn't finished putting the topping on the Galleria Italia, that we needed to put a steel plate under, which you don't see because it's under the floor, under the cement, and then under the wood, to make sure that the weight of the tree was dispersed across. That's how heavy it is. And so when we take it out, because at some point it's going to move from that space, we're going to have to do exactly the same in reverse, which is keep it moving all the way through because the dead weight is um, challenging. We have a question here. Hi, my name is Natalie. Um, I'm just wondering, what's more important to you, your process or your final product? And my second question is, is would you say that some of your, your pieces are a product of a performance? So the first question is, is it the product or the process that's most important? Yes, and the second is, is the process a performance? Uh, uh, no, I uh, uh, start from the second. The, the process is not a performance because uh, performance is something that is done for, uh, for people. 
if, uh, if the action became the, the work, for me, is, uh, is very important. But it's important like when uh, I draw, uh, you draw, there is a lot of uh, understood that you have on the, with the experience of making something that is very important and is basically, f and is the real necessity, uh, necessity of the work but is not uh, uh, the the is not necessary to show that. Uh, I, I understand that it can be this the value. This is the I tell before the process of of carve a stone. This is, is the real work, this perfect work. But if you make a, a performance carving the stone, I, be, I believe is not the same that to have the object uh, show it in a room where you have two stones is more synthetic and it gives the possibility of imagination. Uh, the work is not uh, a work of art. It's not something that you, uh, you don't reveal all, all the process and all the elements. Also in painting, you have... Uh, the most interesting painting is the painting that you don't understand very well. It's not a painting that is completely explained. So it's, uh, the process is very important, but the work is the object in himself, I believe. Sorry. Do you see your um, working with trees? Is that is that a sacred kind of object to you? Like in terms of giving homage to nature and the tree, you're giving, I think, a really special visual to a lot of people back to I think the natural world. And those trees, I think, you have created a very very special uh, element to bring it back to our urban life, and I thank you for that. And also I'm wondering if growing up on a farm, that was that connection you had to the earth, and that's what you're giving back? So which question, Marilyn, do you <laughs> <Sorry>. want? <laughs> we, um, we got the compliment piece. That was good. Okay. okay. So which of the two questions? You want well, to, whether is, it's is sacred? That, I'm not sure if also being Italian, do you have a strong, like, religious Catholic background? And... And I know there's this real a philosophical discussion between, you know, naturalism versus, you know, religious Catholicism. And I'm just wondering if your sense of spirituality is coming out in your work through naturalism, through the tree, through the through nature, and the tree being your the strongest visual for you or a strongest piece of work. I I don't know if I. <laughs> I can answer to your question, but I believe that uh, in a, a tree in the past was uh, something that was uh, uh, holy. It was related to religion. The, the Greek uh, divinity was related to tree. So it's something that was always uh, very uh, important for, uh, for the... Um, feeling of the spirituality of the world. Uh, there is a very uh, this, uh, British poet, that Robert Grave, that uh, was a, 
uh, know very well mythology, and uh, he, he wrote fantastic things about uh, about a tree. He tell that uh, uh, the, the 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 more terrible moment in the uh, history of the man was when. Uh, uh, a man can cut a tree and uh, is, is not killing him. Before, it was, uh, was not possible to cut a tree. It was, uh, was like uh, an uh, homicide, you know? It was, uh, so uh, I think this, uh, this is something that uh, is still present in the memory of uh, our culture, uh, especially... In, in Italy uh, and in the basin of Mediterranean, uh, we don't. Uh, there is culture that is uh, monotheist, uh, but there is a base that is uh, uh, with many God, and this relation with the nature and with the material that have a kind of spirituality is still present when you work with the material. You cannot work with the material without this uh, uh, feeling. Because uh, if you don't have that, you do form. You have a concept that is uh, a priori. Uh, that you have a concept that uh, a priori. Yeah. Yes. And, and so you cannot follow the, the, the spirituality of material. There is a very uh, good uh, book of uh, a Japanese book uh, writer that uh, Okakura is his name. He, he wrote a fantastic book, a book of tea. And it's a novel of a a uh, musician that have uh, done a, 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 an instrument with a branch of a, a holy tree. And after he gave this uh, gift uh, to the king, this uh, instrument, in, in a, and no other uh, musician can uh, play this until uh, one man arrive and he start to play this and he start to play about the real life of the tree that wa uh, was uh, from uh, from where arrived the the, the, um, the instrument so he speak about the the wind the rain uh, all things like that and he do a fantastic uh, uh, Poetry and fantastic music about the so this example that I tell very bad, but is just to tell that if you follow the material, you the material answer to you and give you something that is more than the form. You have to follow the. It's the same for the people that work the the metal, the the iron. Uh, I know a, an old man that uh, worked iron for Geron that he tell me uh, that you have to follow I have to follow the 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 iron it was not the the form that he want to do but he have to follow the <laughs> so it's true in a way it's the same for people I think we'll do one more question from 
whoever that is. Who is that? Hi, my name's Sherry. Thank you for coming to us today. I'm uh, on that same vein. I'm very curious about the one material that seemed distinct was leather to me in all of the uh, materials that you showed us. And I wonder if this felt different to you when you work with it than the stones and the leaves and the trees and the other forms of nature that you've worked with. The leather, the piece of the leather. Uh, when you touch something, you have uh, uh, the skin between your body and the things that you touch. So the, I have covered the, the trunk with leather because the trunk was touched in each part. So it's to follow the form of the tree and to make this evident. But the, but the, or, um, but the origins of the leather coming from an animal instead of, um, I wonder if there's, a, because there's such an elevation, I feel, in your touch to the materials and you're creating a equality between all the natural world, I feel. It feels very, humans and animals and nature seem to be very powerful and all uh, equal somehow. But, at the an, but the origins of the leather as an animal seems a little bit distinct than taking a stone from the river or I just and I don't mean on an ethical level I just mean if it gave you a different feeling as an artist to work with a material that came from uh, something that had blood in it or a uh, creature but, uh, the, I think that uh, the understood of the reality is the projection of our imagination uh, when I covered the tree with leather, uh, the tree became like an animal. It's true. Uh, but it's our projection, our imagination uh, that do that. Uh, I use this kind of leather that is done with vegetal uh, tannin. Uh, so it's a relation also in the material that... Uh, Produce the uh, pro uh, use it for to produce the leather. Uh, there is identity with the idea of the vegetal. So there is a kind of uh, uh, of history inside of this piece. Uh, but uh, is the what you can see is a, a surface that is covered by leather, and leather it became uh, the our our skin, the space between our skin and and. Uh, and the object that you touch. Okay, can I stand up there? So I just want to end uh, with four thank yous. The first is to Jay Smith and Carol Rapp, two great trustees of the AGO who come out to just about everything. Thank you and Morton for being here as well. Thank you Jay and Carol for being great leaders for our institution. Uh, the Kiefer show that's upstairs is in the Carol and Morton Rapp Gallery. So that's my first thanks. Uh, my second thanks is to Michelle Jakes and David Mose and Maureen Bowles and various staff members I see out there. I think this is a pretty good, maybe even great moment for contemporary art at the AGO. Uh, I'm reminded of Sherry Boyle's great work, of Iris Hauser's great work. I'm reminded of what Kara Walker did for us for our opening and what Willie Cole did. And there were moments of advocacy, I think, for contemporary artists that were pretty special. And tonight we're opening Anselm Kiefer and we're opening Sculpture as Time and we just opened Francois Sullivan and we're 
doing some pretty interesting things, and there's a critical mass that I think reminds us that institutions like the AGO stand for the voice of the artist, and I hope you feel as I do that this is really a pretty terrific moment. I want to acknowledge David, Michelle, and Maureen for their great leadership. I wanted, of course, so I'm up to two, right, and I said four. The third one is to, of course, thank Giuseppe, who um, does what all artists do, which is express extraordinary trust and faith in an institution to take care of his work during the time of exhibition. And he, Giuseppe, you've done something truly special for us in sharing the work with us. We're working on trying to figure out how to keep some of it here, but that's a secret. Um, uh, and it's just a great, great, I'm negotiating. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, but I just want to say, Giuseppe, thank you also for your generosity and sharing your thoughts tonight. It was terrific. It was great. It was great for me. And lastly, I want to thank all of you because I truly believe that when people come, when visitors come, when people express their caring for what art can be in their lives, you do us a great honor. So thank you as an audience for being here. And many of you will know that we can go here down to Walker Court, and we're actually staying open late tonight, and there's a get-together for the community. So I hope you will stay and uh, share in and continue to believe in the pleasures of your Art Gallery of Ontario. So thank you very much for being here tonight. <laughs>